Hi there, it's Andrew. Happy Friday, uh, Friday the 12th of November. Hope you are all well. Um, things are pretty good here, so it feels like things are really ramping up towards the end of the year. Lots of planning going on for 2022. Uh, lots of change coming, I'm sure. Hopefully positive change. I had a presentation from Manuel today. Uh, the figures and uh, data for the remainder of this year, 2021, look pretty strong. Uh, the view for 2022, again, is looking really, really strong. So just trying to decide where, I guess, as a business to invest and to focus over the course of the next few months. So there's quite a bit going on looking at different acquisitions uh, across particular areas. There's quite a lot going on, obviously, as you would expect, uh, now that the earnings calls out the way on um, AOP 2022. So I've been asked to do some prioritization of that. Um, so I've got to send that back tomorrow. So uh, just a sort of 18 hours notice or so to deliver that but anyway. Uh, and that'll pretty much be in line with what everybody's sort of talked to me about already and what we've already discussed. So no great surprises there. But again, as I've said about a million times, I'll let you all know as that progresses and we'll get to a good place on uh, on that, I'm sure. So I think that's still high degree of confidence um, and I'm hopeful that we'll get some of the, some, if not all of the requests that put through for 2022. Well, we won't get all of them, but for, we'll get we'll get a good chunk of it, I'm sure. And then we need to figure out what that looks like and how that new resource will help to deliver both locally uh, and regionally as well. So the next year, 2022, I think will be a period where we're more focused on um, the region than we have been this year. I think you guys have done an amazing job locally. You all know that. And I think the global team, no matter what some people might think, I think has done a, a great job globally, uh, particularly in the Marcom side of things. Uh, I think research side of things is a little bit harder because obviously we know that most of the global uh, content tends to be very American focused, which is understandable for various reasons. But I think there's an opportunity now for us to take a strong position on a lot of the regional stuff so that we own and develop uh, European content as opposed to it being coming out of the US. I think there was a thought that it would come out of the US and we would be able to pivot and use a lot of what they've done, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So I think we need to grab hold of it and, and give it some ownership from our side now, which is, which is good. It just means we don't have any European resource in general. So what it'll, what it'll require is individuals step up and take some of that on for uh, Europe, particular things you have an interest in or particular skill in, or they have particularly strong data or views on. So we can talk about that uh, as, as we get together. Um, we also have talked in the last few weeks about our brand proposition and about really marketing the brand of Cushman Wakefield for next year. Very much focused on the reason to work here, the reason to remain here, and the opportunities that brings, and also the reason to be a client of our business because we have a set of competitors out there that do some things as well as we do and maybe maybe even a couple of things a tiny bit better but i'm sure lots lots of what they do is, is not as good as what we do but we really want to reinforce the reason you would work for and work with Cushman wakefield so we started the idea as a european piece uh, that has in a very good way been embraced globally and the plan is now to create a global uh, look at the brand and look at what the dna of Cushman really really means uh, to our business and to what we deliver and it was very interesting last night 
when we had this this guy come and speak after the event we had in the last few days he was a really good guy i mean we, we often say here people are uh whether love somebody or hate somebody and i think this person would probably have irritated some people and it would have made others uh sit back and think and i'm, I'm certainly one of the latter always trying to take something from whoever i see speaking no matter how how good or bad they are and it was just good in general there was a good balance of anecdotes and stories from his life and also some some fairly sensible uh, comments and commentary he did, he did one thing that was really really good he took the time to learn more about our business often when you hire a speaker they come in and they'll give the same speech they would give if we were a bunch of i don't know uh manufacturers or oil companies or whatever but he really dug around spoke to some people uh spoke to people around europe interestingly and tried to understand what we sort of what was the difference between us and a lot of our competitors? And his his initial finding was that, and as he said, look, to be really honest with you, there's not that much difference between you, Seabury, and JLL. Ultimately, you all do the same things, you all work with the same clients, and you all have the same sort of people. Because, to a great extent, a lot of people move around and go in between each of them. He said, when looking at on reflection, there is a difference between what Cushman and Wakefield do and the others, and that is around the people. So we looked around a room yesterday, and there are a lot of people there that have been with the business for a long period of time. There are a lot of people there that have been with the business for a short period of time, which is 100% the best balance you can get. If everybody's been there forever, no necessarily newness as such. If everybody's been there for the last sort of few weeks or few months, there's no longevity, no knowledge, no history. Um, and, I, and I really, really think that was a, a, one of the big things he spotted was that we really, really do have a different personality. We are an interesting and passionate group of people to engage with. We know what our teams, uh, more junior members of staff, graduates, etc., expect and want my business they work with we know increasingly what our clients want from us because we we talk to them and we ask them what they want from us and we now need to get hold of that and really deliver it and that's really what i would ask of all of you for next year is to think outside of what you are already doing outside of your core work outside of things you're paid for, I guess, in, in, and makes up your job description. What else? What else is there that you want to do, that you can do, and that you feel would add value to both your development and, importantly, uh, the growth of the business? We absolutely want people to develop, um, but we need them to develop along with the business. We need people to help develop the business and that will in turn help to develop uh, them as well. So I, I really, really want people to think about that and to really take ownership and have authority over their career plan and their future thoughts. If people uh, feel they're stagnating, if people decide they want to make a change, if, you, if I am not happy with what we're currently doing or want to do more, then we need to make it happen. I am 
not able to spend as much time with everybody as I would like. And I am putting steps in place to address that. I really, really want uh, everybody um, to feel as a feature for them at Christian Wakefield, to feel as a feature for them in this industry, and to recognise, I and mean, hopefully you all do recognise this, I really hope you do, that the next two, three, four years, at least to the middle of the decade, is going to be unlike any other three or four years in your and my career. We haven't lived through a, a period like the one we've had over the last couple of years. Yes, we've had recessions, we've had, um, we've had different things, but we certainly haven't had anything quite like this. And we're still not quite sure how things are gonna, are gonna turn out. All of the things that were becoming really important, that were being talked about, that were being addressed, that were being thought of, that were being fought over before the pandemic are, surprise, surprise, still with us. So there was a discussion yesterday with a panel of clients and they all talked about ESG. They all said, oh, yeah, we really, really want to focus on ESG and we want to, we really want to make sure that what we do is is sustainable and, what, and, it's, and it's ESG and we want to do ESG and... And sort of more and more you hear people say, we want to do ESG, we want to do ESG, we want to do ESG, the more and more clear it was that they don't actually know what that means. And it's something that they know they should be talking about, thinking about and delivering on. And this is not to sort of downplay their knowledge or the skill or whatever. It's just such a massive topic that there's a huge opportunity for us to uh, work on that with them and deliver something really compelling. And I've not had anybody at all say, yeah, not interested in that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. It just, it's impossible. Why on earth wouldn't somebody want to talk about that? So that's a big thing and there's an opportunity for everybody to support in those areas. There are other massive things that came out yesterday. Um, if you haven't uh, had a look at or have an awareness of the metaverse, I would strongly suggest you, you have a look at that. M-E-T-A and verse. Have a look at it because that potentially is the biggest competitor for real estate in the next decade, next 20 years. Um, if you have a, a thought about wearing a contact lens, wearing, uh, wearing glasses, and literally through those, you are standing next to me or someone in the US or someone in Australia all at the same time. You're walking around the New York office, you're walking around the Frankfurt office, it's completely laid out exactly as ours is, all desks are the same, and you can literally walk into somebody's office and have a conversation with them. That's where the metaverse is, that, that already exists. Uh, you can buy uh, 125 Old Broad Street, where our London offices, uh, on Earth.io for $44,000. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't give you anything, but it gives you the, the virtual space in that virtual world. Uh, so if you think about, I don't know, Minecraft or sort of some of the stuff through Oculus Rift or whatever that you can, you can do now that is very, very clunky. Uh, but, you know, um, Facebook are hiring 10,000 people in the UK to work on the metaverse. Facebook's parent company's rebranded itself, Meta. So there's a view that, you know, a lot of these things don't happen, but if that did happen, then that is a massive reason why people wouldn't need to go to a physical office because literally they're going to be with everybody anyway. So that came out yesterday as well. Uh, so have a think about that, think about what that might mean, have some sort of knowledge and thoughts around that and sort of challenge your business around, yeah, understanding what that is and where we are. But there's so many things out there. So ESG or there's Metaverse, or there's life science, or there is uh, living, there is uh, all, all these elements that are core real estate that's going to make us lots and lots of money over the course of the next decade, two decades, three decades, four decades, five decades, or whatever. Um, but it's only going to happen if we, and increasingly if you, 
and get hold of it and really, really want to deliver it. So there is a massive amount of change coming, which I really think is a great thing. And that, that again, another thing the guy said yesterday was that some people are, this change is coming. That's terrible. I'm not sure how we're going to cope with that. Other people are, that change is coming. This is amazing. I can't wait for that to happen. It's the same change. It's the same change. You can't impact what the change is, but what you can impact and influence is how that makes you feel, how that makes you operate, how that makes you think, and how that makes you behave. That's the big thing we have the power over. How do these changes and how does this uh, increasingly swift change that we're seeing start to impact upon what we're doing and what does that make us feel and want to deliver? We're going to have to embrace it and grab hold of it and make it into the change that we want as opposed to potentially the change that others want it to be. So I would really urge you all to, to reread what I wrote earlier. It was a bit uh, woolly. It's a bit, a bit woolly. Does that make sense? It's sort of a bit, a little bit, pretty use too many words to say too few things, but really, really focus on those three things of have fun, have fun each day. There has to be something exciting in your day. You know, I've just had a, a set of emails from the US asking about budgets and finance and stuff. And it's, what is it? It's uh, it's fairly late at night here on a Thursday. And so I've got to do this tomorrow. So that's unless I'm this fun. The good thing is I had fun earlier in the day. So this sort of balance each other out. Be kind to people. I think we are inherently kind individuals. You all are. I've not met anybody in our team that's not kind. But be kind to each other. Treat each other with respect. And yeah, treat people the way you would really, really want to be treated. Um, and then finally, and, and I really love this one when he said it, it really is about being brave. And oh, what's the worst that's going to happen? What's the worst that's going to happen to me, you know, selfishly by doing something, saying something, whatever here, they, they get they get rid of me. And okay, that's, that's not great for, for, for a bit, but that's what it is, isn't it? And I think that, that having that sort of freedom to think about, well, okay, yeah, I'm going to go for this. I think this is something we can do. I'm going to um, try this, we're going to give it a go, we're going to address it, we're going to see what it what it takes us to, what it delivers, then I think that's a really healthy state to be in, really, to, to embrace what the change might might mean and to grab hold of something you're passionate about. I know many of you have already done that, and I want all of us to have that passion, uh, as well as the day job. And I know the day job takes the, the full 8, 10, 12 hours a day, whatever. But if you find something that you're really, really loving doing and really, really interested in, um, the time doesn't seem to matter anymore. It really doesn't. No matter what time it is and you're doing something that you're loving doing, that's, then what's the boundary between work and leisure? They're, I'm not sure how they differ that much. Really. Uh, anyway, give that some thought. You might think that's a load of nonsense, but uh, that's how I feel. It's been a, a long day, so apologies if that was all nonsense. Have a fabulous weekend, and I, I think we've got a session booked in next Friday morning uh, where I'll talk a little bit more about um, COP26. So I'm going to do a review of that over the weekend, send it out on Monday, hopefully. Uh, but I'll, I've got some slides I'm preparing as well, hopefully. And I'll go through those maybe on Friday, what it might mean to us. And I'll talk a bit more about what we sort of talked about over the last few days. And hopefully by then, I'm at some visibility over where we are some budget-wise for 2022. So I will uh, let you go. Sorry, that's quite long. Uh, but thank you for your patience. And I am always here. Just give me a shout if you want to talk about something, you want to complain about something, you want to tell me something great, then yeah, yeah, preferably the great stuff. That'd be fabulous. Just give me a shout anytime. All right. Cheers. Bye.